Hey everybody, welcome to the second edition of our Q&A podcast. As I mentioned last week, you guys had a lot of pretty good questions and we had to ruminate on some of them for a bit and thankfully the turnaround time is pretty fast so here we are another week, another series of answering questions. I'm once again joined by Yoris and Vale. Say hi guys. Hey. Hi everyone. And we are going to essentially jump right into it. Um, a question I forgot to ask last time before uh, we began that should have been at the very top of the list was um, the current situation, as it were. So as many of you know, uh, in the year of our Lord 2020, when this is being recorded in November, we are still under lock and key due to that Rona. And that is a impacted every type of business around the world, no matter how small, big, you know, their their area of expertise, whatever. So my question to you guys is how how are you handling COVID? How are you spending your daily how are you, you know, handling your daily workload? Has anything changed? Um yeah, we definitely had to make a few changes uh, because here in Denmark, things are handled pretty well, but obviously uh, Rona is pretty persistent. So um, we're mostly working from home at the moment. We go to the office sometimes, um, but I, like, the majority of people are just working from home pretty much all the time. And we're just doing everything over Discord, lots of different meetings and calls uh, every day to, to coordinate the whole thing. Has it just been easy? Sorry, come again. In, in a sense that most of the team is, is very spaced out around the globe. Uh, and, and we've been conducting a majority of everything over Discord and online. So has the adjustment to working from home been easier because of that? I, I think so. I mean, we're all, you know, making a digital game. So that's kind of beneficial. It, it's pretty easy to just do things from home. Um, yeah. I mean, but if, the... if anything, like going to the office every once in a while really does boost morale it's fun seeing what different things gaga and joris are yeah just are rift a bit right and like the quick iteration stuff like gameplay is a lot more fun and realistic to do in person when you're sitting behind one computer and it's like tweaking a little bit like no no you should jump a little bit further or no you should like do a bit more damage and like that sort of stuff is a lot easier to tweak in person than over discord i can feel that but well it's it's good to know that at least it hasn't impacted the quality of work and the work in general as much as you know other areas go go all digital woo okay so <laughs> onto the game now that we know that we're all in relatively decent mental health um the first series of questions has to do with the world and the questing um first among those is will there be a dedicated questing structure by that i mean will it follow the typical MMORPG path of main quest, side quest, open world quest, or it will be, or will it be more sandbox-ish? Um, I think for now, uh, the plan is to have it be pretty standard with the main quest uh, being a dedicated uh, questing structure, since like you're choosing a faction uh, in the beginning when you start the game, and uh, that will sort of lead you on your, uh, on your path. Uh, sort of get you started, uh, get you introduced to the world, that sort of stuff. But with all the open world uh, exploration, you'll be able to pick up all kinds of quests and, and meet all kinds of weird people. Uh, so, it, it's it's more sandboxy than some MMOs 
um, because you don't... Th there is sort of a main quest line, because if you look at games like RuneScape, you have lots of different quests, but there's no main quest line, which is kind of nice because you can do whatever you want at any time, but you don't have a good starting point or like a red thread throughout the, the, the storyline. Uh, which is a bit of an issue because a lot of people bail very quickly because they get in the game and then it's like, what am I supposed to do, right? I mean, you make your own adventure, but if you don't know that, people just drop out. So Ember Sword is a bit in between. It's very sandboxy in the sense that you can do whatever you want whenever you want, but there is uh, mostly a main quest line to kind of help the player explore the world and introduce them to different things. Yeah, plus it also uh, having uh, the, the main quest also really... Uh, helps you get a feel for for what the world is actually like and and all the and all the different important key story elements that you should know and it will get you more attached to the to but the you don't have to follow it you don't no. have to follow the main quest you can play the game without following the main quest line if yeah. you don't care for it right I, I was actually very curious about that since um destiny 2 my my current crack addiction as everybody is well familiar <laughs> in the discord uh, when it launched, it had a, a fairly interesting way of tackling the questing problem, which is you were essentially locked into the campaign uh, and you were fed content piecemeal and then you reached the end of the game and you got a whole slew of new activities, which seemed very overwhelming. So it's it's nice to know that we're, um, we're providing players with a way to experience the story in a linear fashion, but also I assume we're feeding them content that can lead into the end game in a in a manageable way if i'm understanding correctly yeah we actually have in our design document like a little bit of a pyramid where we start very small and then you know, like upside down pyramid and as you go out the the amount of features kind of grow and are exposed to the player you can do everything from the beginning but we introduce them a bit at a time so you're not overwhelmed with like a million possibilities nice that is really good to hear so Considering we're following the typical MMO in some aspects, I assume there's going to be open-world uh, bosses, maybe? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the, the premise of the entire game, right? Uh, you'll uh, you'll have to, to, to beat open-world bosses, and you'll have to engage with uh, large amounts, amounts of people. Um, and I believe one of the questions was... Um, if there will be uh, bosses in in PvP areas, because yeah, that's we what are, I was leading into. Yes. Yeah, we are le we are uh, leaning towards uh, generally having uh, having open world bosses over instanced uh, dungeons. Yeah. We we try to keep as much open world as we possibly can. I mean, we have a really cool technical infrastructure which allows us to scale very large, and. So instead of just doing an instance, we just have a boss in, for example, a PvP area uh, that you can just attack with 30 random people, or maybe 50, or maybe 10. So it's it's completely open um, in that sense, and it just spawns once, and then you can kill it. So you can't start 20 instances killing that boss. It just it exists in the main world, and go and kill it. Yeah, so you'll also have to compete with other guilds, other factions. In a uh, PvP area, yeah. 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 And and then of course if it's if it if the boss spawns in in the PVE area of your specific region, then 
you also have to you'll have to also have to compete with uh, with the people that are from your region or uh, with a large enough boss just work together with different guilds um, so that'll be super interesting yeah I was about to ask uh, in in those instances of fighting uh, huge world bosses in PvP enabled areas has there been consideration to making it so that you have to cooperate with your enemy and then choose an opportune time to stab them in the back? I mean, you could, right? If there's a boss in a PvP area, you could temporarily work together to defeat the boss, but then they might backstab you at any point in time. So, you know, be careful, I guess. Yeah, that, that's just a natural flow of the thing. I was more asking whether there's been uh, particular mechanics designed around that. For no, not really. For now, no. Uh, not really. No, what, what do you have in mind? Like... Like, well, hmm, I, I was thinking in general terms, just, you know, it'd be nice to, to force people to cooperate on a specific mechanic when they're in a PvP-enabled area, and then... Oh, right, the so like a boss drop, fight. Yeah, for the, for the boss fight in particular. Like, mm. a specific mechanic designed to make the two sides cooperate just to ramp up the tension of who's gonna betray us first? Yeah, I guess you could, like, once a PvP battle starts, you could do, like, a the boss could do a giant buff on everyone around it. Uh, disabling player-to-player -player, uh, hit detection, so you don't damage any other players for like 15 seconds. So you can focus on damaging the boss, and then when the 15 seconds is over, do they continue it's attacking the boss, fall. or do they immediately like? Yeah, yeah, that be that could be kind of fun, yeah. mm -hmm. and surprisingly simple to do. So you just got a glimpse of Ember Sword game design. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Our game design is just hmm, that could be cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool things can happen add um so keeping with the theme um when designing the world map are you thinking in terms of that's a weird way to phrase this question let me try again <laughs> when designing the world map do you think about creating choke points using various terrain like you know hills trees ruins etc yeah i think we touched a little bit on this last time um it's sort of in the same way vein of the jumping question where we will have choke points uh where you can take advantage of them, um, both defensively and offensively. So, like, if you're in a mountainous region, uh, like, it'd be easy to jump down uh, on a group of players traveling through a canyon. Or if you're firing arrows in the woods, probably not, because, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to hit? <laughs> um, so, I mean, definitely, uh, definitely be aware of your surroundings at any time point in time uh make sure that you're not the one uh at a disadvantage if you're close or uh beginning to travel into a choke point and that is like if you're traveling between regions or or in in certain areas well leading leading on from that uh i assume somebody out there is going to try and remake Zack snyder's magnum opus 300 so how many people <laughs> do you expect the open world pvp to facilitate um, so the problem with, with games like Albion, right, is that you have gigantic guilds and then you're just as a lonesome guy walking around and you meet a guild of like 200 people and you get completely wrecked, which but is I a horrible experience. moment, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible experience, right? Um, and it's a common complaint that we hear. So the solution we came up with is that technically, uh, a, a PvP battle can have like 200 or 300 or 400 players in it. Mm -hmm. But you only have so much space on your screen and we mostly have skill shots and AoE attacks. 
So if there's 200 people on your screen, it would be like everyone would pretty much instantly die because you hit everyone at the same time. So that is an unlikely scenario to happen. Um, so instead of um, not being able to hit anyone in your guild, you're just not being able to hit anyone in your party. So if you have two parties of five players each within the same guild, they're still able to hit each other. So you can still damage each other. So you have to be very careful in the PvP zone. Um, so it really requires good coordination. So technically you can have like up to 20 players-ish on your screen, like two parties of two different guilds, uh, being very careful not to hit each other. But realistically, it wouldn't be much more than about 20. Yeah, that that's... I guess the real the real meat of that question is very dependent on terrain, on yeah, just yeah. location of engagement. It's nice to know we can cram a whole bunch of people on the screen, but it's also nice to know we are in fact considering what that would look like and how to deal with that. Yeah, I think I mean, it would be super chaotic. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, uh, like the dream scenario is is for at some point. Uh, different factions or different regions deciding to wage an all-out war between each other. And that'd be super cool and super epic and a story to tell, but uh, being part of that might not be the the best experience other than, you know, telling the story afterwards. <laughs> I assume not... I mean, EVE Online has a whole bunch of cool stories about a lot of fantastic space murder happening, but I assume being some dude who's just trying to haul cargo from one system to another isn't the most exciting part of the story. <laughs> yeah. You know, the game needs to keep moving on. So yes, uh, be just... No, dear listener, that we are thinking about these things, but we need to limit ourselves so that you can actually have fun. Um, speaking of fun, um, there's a question about the team-based endgame, which, I mean, we now revealed to a certain extent that this is going to be the Ultra Deep. Um, what... Do we have any idea of what the team sizes will be like in the in the end game in the team based end game? Yeah, uh, right now we're uh, thinking a team size of four. Um, that tends to be um, in in general teamwork uh, in in real life as well. Tends to be the perfect size um, for for coordination, um, and that's what we're we're going for. Because then everyone has an has an important role to play. And should you want to learn more about the team-based endgame, listen to our podcast on the Ultra Deep. I am just popping off with these synergistic statements. (laughs) Years of being a snake oil salesman have led me here. I don't even know if snake oil exists. Anyway, um, the the last question of, of this particular batch of questions is about travel throughout the game. So, how are we tackling traveling between regions or, in general, travel through the world of Ember Sword? Meaning, will, will it be only walking, or will there be any vehicles, teleportation platforms, anything of that nature? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have experimented with, uh, with walking um, from, like, one end uh, of, of, like, uh, a certain region to another, uh, and, like it's hard to say right now whether or not we'll add mounts um but uh, we have talked about uh about objects that let you travel to to really far away places um you might have glimpsed uh one of those in in one of the trailers um but yeah um there isn't we haven't made a concrete decision as far as i'm aware (laughs) 
George like, might be able to the, touch on that. Like the, the mount discussion started when I wrote like the first line of code. It's like we need mounts <laughs> at some point. And I was like, yeah, but let's keep the scope small, guys, because you know it's a large project. We can always add it later. So everyone wants mounts, and I'm like, yeah, I want mounts, but let's keep it simple, okay? Um, so we're probably gonna get mount. I'm gonna give in at some point. We're gonna get mounts at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, first off, we have to figure out whether, like, what, 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 what does this caravanning entail? Uh, how, yeah, I how mean, caravanning have... has a mount, right? So, yeah. but you can't really sit on the mount. It just like walks behind you, like a mule, like packed with stuff, and then it walks behind you. Um, it's it's not going to give you a speed buff or anything. Um, and we might have different mounts for trading. So you could have like a, a mule that is reasonably fast but can only carry a certain amount, and then you have like a, I don't know some some bigger thing creature that can that can carry more but is just a bit slower so you kind of take more risk but you can hold more at a time um there will be some teleporting though so you can te teleport from biome to biome because like walking that entire distance would be crazy um but you can't take um like you have to pay a certain tax for the items you have in your inventory because we want to incentivize people to trade, right? So you, you trade from one region to another, and if you could just teleport with all that stuff in your inventory, then trading would become useless. So you pay a certain tax for having things in your inventory. Of course, you can just plop it in your bank, which is only to that region, and then teleport, and you don't pay anything. So if you want to move wood logs from one biome to another, then you're just going to have to trade, or you pay the tax with teleporting. But obviously, trading is is financially more incentive. Yeah. Also, but like also because like some some resources just aren't available in every, in every region. Like. Yeah, I mean that there is wood in like other regions, but it's very very scarce, right? Like we want people to trade. Um, and then there's like little bits of teleporting to fixed locations on the map, um, which happens through items. So, for example, you can have an item with a charge on it, like a ring that allows you to teleport five times. And then every time you use it, the charge depletes, which kind of incentivizes people to craft items and, and keep the economy moving. And then as the ring depletes, it either breaks or you can recharge it. So we kind of keep the economy moving and have like a little um, little cycle of people making, making rings and charging them and then selling them back to players and so forth. Speaking of items, this is a good, uh, good way to segue into the gear part of the of the question answer session um starting with will the game feature weapons geared towards supporting um for now we haven't decided on uh, on a dedicated uh support weapon um we know that tanking is possible we have uh skills that uh provide that sort of activity um but like healing that sort of I mean, stuff we, we have haven't. we have healing things though yeah we, we have, have healing the... items but we don't have a weapon skill Right. Um, we don't have a, like, a dedicated skill for specifically healing, but we have uh, combat abilities that allow you to do healing when you, for example, have a stuff. Like like one, I'm just going to spoil it, we have one combat ability, it's called Food Fight. You just throw food at a player or on the ground, and a player can walk over it or pick it up and get some health. Um, that, for example, is a combat ability that you can use to, to have a more of a buff class. Yeah. But uh, but to, but to answer the other question specifically, uh, we don't have a healing weapon. No, that's um, not a healing weapon per se. No, but you could technically make a. No wait, no. The healing thing is part of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was gonna yeah. say you could probably make half tank, half healer, 
Um, I mean, you could, but then you have to switch weapons throughout, right? So you could have a two-handed weapon, which allows you to be a tank, and then you switch to staff, and then your healer. Um, but there is a small penalty to switching weapons, so it might not always be the best thing to do. Yeah. So I mean, uh, and, and this might change. We are we are currently talking about uh, about different options in regards to weapons and and, and, and the possibilities thereof. Um, so it's still a work in progress. So uh, stay tuned, definitely. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the loot game. Um, how are we handling the loot game? In what circumstances will will things drop? Um, how have we tiered it? That sort of thing. So how much so, are we leaning on the loot game, I guess? So all the loot you find has some utility. So we don't do like useless items that drop that really have no utility in the entire world and can just be sold and clutter up your inventory. So everything has some form of use, can be used for crafting or quest item or whatever it might be. Um, uh, drop timers are a thing, so basically uh, as soon as an item drops, a 30 second timer starts or so, and after the timer's up, someone else can can see it and pick it up. So it it's only for the specific player that like killed the thing. Um, so we don't have, you can't like click a body and then get a list of, like World of Warcraft, right, where you have like a list of all the things you can loot from that body. Everything just drops in the world and then you can pick it up uh, if, if it's yours. Mm-hmm. Will there be circumstantial loot then? I assume Endgame is going to offer unique loot. Um, in what sense? I mean, like if you drop a, or you kill a higher level creature, you get different loot, of course. Meaning, let's say uh, uh, the Ultra Deep has a particular boss that drops a particular weapon. Will that be uh, a thing? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah. Maybe you, case... like, uh, you can touch Fella on the like killing bosses in different ways, maybe. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, uh, first off, it's important to to, to note that um, we are mostly thinking of, of, of dropping cosmetics in regards to to weapons. Um, so, um, but uh, in general, um, there. I'm guessing you're referring to. Uh, yeah, like, like the Ultra Deep, we talked about the boss that you can kill in different ways, the, um, the files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, if, uh, so let's take, for example, we have, uh, we have this boss where, um, you have, uh, you, you can go in, uh, with uh, a couple different goals. Uh, if you're just, uh, trying to see what the boss, what the boss does, you're pretty new to it, you're not super confident in your, in your skills, or if you can handle the boss, you just go in, kill it regularly, and you'd get the loot from that boss. But if you go in and you're a bit more confident, you can choose to uh, destroy some vials, uh, which are surrounding the boss, uh, have the boss uh, bounce into them so they explode, and then uh, that would affect the encounter, make it way more aggressive, way stronger. Uh, so you sort of cho- you sort of choose your own difficulty of the boss which will then affect how much loot you get from that said uh, kills. Yeah. So, so if you break the vials, an extra loot table basically becomes available and suddenly it could drop uh, super high to your weapon. But if you don't want to do that, you're not confident enough, you just make sure that the vials don't break and then uh, you get the normal loot table. Because we've also, like, we have, we, we were 
talking about whether or not we'd want, uh, like, uh, if you're thinking World of Warcraft, wanting a heroic version of a dungeon. That's not super, like, that just uh, splits the community and it, it doesn't feel super natural. Um, so instead, uh, adding these extra layers to, to the boss that you, as a team, can choose whether or not you feel confident in, in tackling um, you can then gradually work your way towards beating the boss at its highest level, earning you the max amount of loot. Dynamic difficulty adjustment through mechanics. That is sweet. That's cool, right? Yeah. Really, I really it's like that amazing. idea. It's completely awesome. Well, this will inevitably, inevitably, wow, English is a difficult <laughs> language, uh, result in deaths. How are we handling death? Meaning in terms of gear. <laughs> this has been going on for a while in the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's probably a really good idea to tackle this like in an official manner here. So if you die in a PvP area, you drop everything except for one, two, three-ish items. Like we have to balance it and, and see if we're not being too aggressive with it. But you get to keep some items somewhere between one and three whatever we end up deciding on. Uh, what about cosmetics? So cosmetics, you can never lose. They're always yours. You'll never lose them. We can't take them from you. They're yours. Um, if you die in a PvE area, currently you don't lose anything. You just get reset to your spawn location in the city. Um, I think that's penalty enough. We might make you run back to where you died to pick up your stuff, but I, I think that's kind of unnecessary. Because so I mean, if you're if you're in one of the few instance dungeons, having to like dying on the final boss and then having to trek through the dungeon without any gear, that super feels bad. Uh, yes, and you'd not yes. be super incentivized to going back in. <laughs> exactly. Now we could just drop your stuff at the loot or at the at the entrance, but you know, have making you run back to just get your stuff is pretty pointless. Right, you already failed. You already know that you didn't do a good enough job. So I don't really think like punishing the player, forcing them to run back, is really valuable in any way. Like to to up the ante, we could like when you do a dungeon, uh, you'd lose all your loot, which is kind of what RuneScape does, right? So you do the dungeon. If you die in a dungeon, you lose everything, which definitely like adds a bit of pressure to it, which might be nice, um, but that's still undecided. I was going to ask something among those lines, which is, will players be able to select the amount of punishment they receive, right? Because some people really thrive on knowing, oh god, I'm going to have to run all this way if I if I die, so I better, like, uncheck that box. Whereas somebody would be like, oh, I'm not going to die, and I need an additional incentive to, like, never ever make a mistake. I need to enable this so that I know that there's real consequences. It might, it might be cool, like, if you start the dungeon, you could say, like, I'm willing to wager my entire gear. Give me 20% extra loot chance Ooh, yeah. or something. Yeah, I was about to say that we'd have to add, like, an incentive to actually making that choice, right? Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, there'd be no reason to. But it is I mean, that could be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it is something to consider, definitely. That's sweet. Okay, and finally, are there going to be endgame caps for weapons and armor? Um, I mean, armor and weapons are definitely leaning more towards hard-capped, uh, 
on the equipments category uh, since you likely lose a lot of it during your time playing. So losing your Ashbringer, let's say, uh, to someone who comes by and pokes you when you're at low health in a PvP zone would be super depressing. Um, but uh, losing losing a weapon that you that you have uh, like enhanced or, or in some way uh, losing that is of course super annoying, but you're not gonna quit the game because of that. You're just gonna try to get back at that player. Um, so 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 yeah. Um, since we are uh, since we are leaning more towards hard capped, um, that also fuels the economy a lot. Uh, since you uh, people will keep uh, producing weapons, will keep uh, ma- gathering materials, and so. That should um, make the game feel. Yeah, a it keeps bit the more economy moving, dynamic. right? Like you, yeah. you need things to disappear from the economy. Otherwise, like if only new things are being found, you get insane inflation. So, some people are gonna have to lose some weapons. <laughs> Ominous. If you drop into a canyon, your shit is gone. <laughs> Account deleted. Make a yeah. new one. <laughs> Oops. Do not fall into holes. <laughs> we will ban you for your incompetence. <laughs> imagine what imagine being pushed down with a knockback skull and you're, Oof, you're just no. sent sent back to the opening screen. But <laughs> you can't log into your account anymore. Oh. Oof. <laughs> like a bootleg NES game, just go all out. Me. That's beyond Dark Souls. That is. Yeah. <laughs> just Sparta kick all your opponents out of the game <laughs> indefinitely. A coin slot appears in the set of their PC, so for them to proceed. Yeah. <laughs> EA would be proud. Yeah. Very, very old school. <laughs> so anyways, we're no end on. These are all the questions we had. Uh, actually, I want to quickly. Oh, do we? Oh, good. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I want to quickly add another thing to mm-hmm. uh, in regards to the weapons. As I mentioned, we are considering of uh, adding certain amplifications to weapons uh, and armor that uh, people of uh, with high-level professions will be able to apply uh, to sort of inten- incentivize that some people just go super hard on professions and that way really have something to bring to the team. Um, yeah, the, the intention is really that crafting and the, the skills that you can learn throughout the game are actually useful as opposed to some games where you level up to like 90 or 99 and then you, there's no point in using it because crafting's more expensive than just buying the item. So, so, so get your get yourself a, a guildmate with uh, with top professions, and that way use them to your advantage. <laughs> make them make them your amplification whore. Get manual labor. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, PG thirteen guys, come on. <laughs> Oops. Wench. <laughs> Harlot. And some such. Okay, well, those were, like I mentioned, all the questions we, we could cherry-pick from the community. Thank you guys for participating. Thank you for the commu- to the community for caring enough to answer, to a- answer Christ, ask all these cool questions. We are definitely considering doing something among those lines in the future. So when that time comes, keep a lookout on the Discord. I will announce it, and you guys can flood me with questions again. And I can have fun <laughs> creating a Google Doc so I can have these wonderful people answer them once more. So yeah. hell yeah. Let's do it again. This this, yes. is, this is great fun. So yeah, thank yeah. you guys once again for participating and thank you for listening. We will catch you next week. Thanks, See ya. Guys. Bye. Hey you, you made it to the end. 
Congratulations! That must mean you like us enough to want more, right? Well, good news! We're all over the internet! Go to embersword.com and subscribe to our newsletter for a chance to play the game early, as well as the latest interesting tidbits on the game and the team. Join our lovely Discord community over at discord.gg embersword. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at PlayEmbersword for regular updates on what we're up to. And remember the basics. Drink water, be kind to each other, and spread the word about Embersword.